the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Welcome back to The Hard Shoulder and as always on a Friday the last hour of the last show of the week we take a look back at the stories and controversies and things with a sideways glance that got us talking. It's a great pleasure to welcome my final furlong panellists in studio Mairead Lavery who is of course still editor of the Irish Country Living an Irish Country magazine in the Farmer's Journal out every Thursday Jim Elliott comedian still getting away with it and Bill Hughes who is now back Mind the Gap films, but of course, Brendan O'Connor back at the later time, 10 to 11 on Wednesday nights. Bill, uh, yeah, you did two shows back, isn't that right? Two shows back, yeah, Cutting Edge. Um, yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, we it'll run up to Christmas, will it? Uh, it'll run, uh, it's running all together for eight weeks. Yeah, so, like uh, RT told me, it's just so expensive to pay Bill. They'd <laughs> love to put it on every Wednesday, <laughs> but they can only afford eight weeks. So. Oh. <laughs> Jim, uh, you're still gainfully employed? Shock- Absolutely. Shockingly. Got, I got a, a bunch of gigs coming up. So I'm, this weekend, I'm at the Laughter Lounge, Friday and Saturday night. Next weekend, I'm really looking forward to it. It's out in Galway for the Vodafone Comedy Carnival out there. Got a couple of shows. If you're in Dublin, there's a, a new comedy night started in... Uh, on Shaw on Angel Street Friday night John Collier's headlining there's comedy going all over the country man get out and see it and and, and it, it's new gigs but same old uh, same old material oh I haven't written a new <laughs> joke in 17 years <laughs> I'm afraid. Uh, is yes, there not sir. an award or something that you've no, got no nothing at what all what is it no. big gig on Wednesday We big gig uh, women in agriculture it's a conference 650 coming to us down in uh, Killarney you have got a career out of women in agriculture yeah, I mean, really, like the yeah, same it's old. fantastic but mind you I have stepped down as editor of Country Living what have you I have indeed. And Amy McKeever is the new editor. So, so what are you doing all day? A lot of other stuff, actually. Yeah, okay. walking away. Yeah. Okay, I hope yeah. you're still getting paid by the Farmer's Journal. Yes. All right. Now to this. So there's a couple of like stories just theme-wise that I'm not I'm not cool with. It's like, no, it's not cool to like wait for a rich guy to save you. Like, save yourself. And no, it is never cool for any man that you don't know to kiss you in your sleep without consent. Not okay. No, never give your voice up for a man. Absolutely not. Not okay. Right. That was actress Kira Knightley explaining why she doesn't let her daughter watch some of the Disney films because they don't feature sufficiently strong female characters. Does she have a point? Is Disney sexist? Uh, Now, we've removed the princess from the castle and her, you know... Heartthrob Prince, uh, but uh, rescuing her from Prince Charming. What do you think, Maraid? Oh, I think Kira Knightley is some lady to be talking about this. She's made a living out of pouting at the camera and being a little princess. I mean, what's she talking about? Like waiting around for a rich man? Pride and Prejudice, she starred as Elizabeth Bennet in Pride and Prejudice. I mean, the Bennet sisters, that's exactly what they did all their time. So we're going to be banned from watching Pride and Prejudice or Jane Eyre, for that matter. Again, picked up a rich guy. Um, In Love Actually, she was there sitting, you know, all she did was pout at the camera the whole time. So I think it's... it's, So you're calling her out as a hypocrite? Absolute hypocrite, because that's not the roles that she's played. But all the time I have principles, but never practice them. Well, that's fine by you. <laughs> but you can't be calling on the general public and everybody else. No, I think, you know, and she says it's not right for anybody to give it a, a sleeping child a kiss. I have a little granddaughter of 13 months and if I call into the house and she's in bed, I, of course I'll give her a little kiss. And so well, the, the, Surely the point about Disney is that it's fairy tale stuff. 
Well, of course it is, but she does. It's no not bigger, real. There's no know. bigger propagator of uh, fairy tales than um, Kieran Knightley. Uh, she's made a career out of it, literally since her first film. Pot and kettle, Jim. What do you think? I get what you're saying that that she 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 gets paid to uh, to to oh, participate in these. Uh, but she the, was talking in the context of, of mother her kids. And, and, exactly. and, and what she passes so on to it's, her daughter. It's what do you want to give your kids? And those and I don't know if if. Because example the story is, is then the best is, thing you can give them. Example is well, okay. Mm. What, what, but what about the stories we consume? And the people are saying, okay, does that mean Disney is sexist? I don't know if Disney is sexist or just the fairy tales that we've had for three hundred years tend to minimize women's participation because society for the past three hundred years has tended to minimize women's participation. See, here's the thing though. I don't have kids, so when people talk about what are you going to uh, expose your child to, I kind of don't really have a dog in that fight. I don't know how I would mm. answer that question. But she's, oh, she mentions uh, The Little Mermaid, and you shouldn't give up your voice for a man. And I completely agree that no Little Mermaid should ever give up her voice for a man for two reasons. One, most men are garbage. And two, singing is the best way to attract a higher quality mate. I mean, are you kidding me? Billy Joel would never have married Christy Brinkley if he was William the truck driver. He got to marry her because he was Billy Joel the singer. So I completely agree with her there in terms of the uh, of the Little Mermaid. But do you want to keep these messages away from your girl because you don't want her to see the way society sees her? Or do you want to expose these ideas to her to be like, hey, look, you got to watch out. People are going to want you to look pretty and shut up. These are the these are the, the times we live in. Do you tell them it's an ugly world or do you try to protect them from that? I don't know. Okay. Why I don't have kids? Well, I, I have two dogs in the fight, two daughters. But I mean, I I, what do they I, think? I never thought that deeply about this. <laughs> I just got on with feeding them and clothing them and educating them. That at this level of depth passed me by, Bill. Well, I think it's so ridiculous because if she's going to take that to the nth degree, and the prince wakes the sleeping princess, who put the princess to sleep in the first place? The wicked witch. With yeah. a poisoned apple. Mm-hmm. It was done by a woman. And who was the person who had the Snow White taken into the forest to be killed? Her wicked stepmother. Mm. You know, and who was it in the gingerbread house in the forest that wanted to eat evil the children? Witch. Was the evil I witch? About you, Bill. You so, know that you know the back. The back I agree with you, Bill. Yeah. You read the, Women are evil. The You're right. Keep going, anybody, buddy. Who, anybody who wants to get right. the gel on good storytelling, I wouldn't like to, to be critiquing anything from mine. The uh, gap. No, but they need to look at into the woods. And into the woods is the Stephen Sondheim musical mm. that was turned into a film, Meryl Streep, and it's all about what happens next. Uh, like when the giant comes looking for the goose that laid the golden egg and that when people, after the princess has been woken, the prince gets bored with her. You know, this is in, in the musical. So somebody needs to, if they want an antidote to Kira Knightley, just look it into the woods and they'll have a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good. But is there not a confluence here? Not only do we have Kira Knightley, which you, you've all done to dust, God love her, she'll never survive this. But this is in a week when in Birmingham... The, the, the guy representing six and a half thousand cops in the West Midlands uh, Police Federation said, actually, on things like wolf whistling, it's wasting cop time for what is not actually in a lot of cases an offence. And secondly, Kleenex have decided and to take away the label or brand of man-sized tissues. Not that they're not making big tissues anymore, but the term man-size is seemingly offensive. Like, We've had, you know, really good exposés, Me Too, abuse, uh, you know, really good work in relation to gender equality, in relation to pay and promotions and so on. Where do we draw the line in what's, what's progress and what's over the top? 
it's, a, it's a very hard to say. Um, I have uh, twins, a boy and a girl. And uh, when they were little, you know, I said, right, you know, I'm not going to bring them up any differently. They'll have the same opportunities. So purely for, for that value for money, they'd get the same tracksuit bottoms and the same tracky tops and T-shirts and shoes and the whole works. And she might have one frock and that was about it. Um, but still, when it came to getting, you know, uh, when... You, know, you wouldn't do the blue and pink? N- no, I didn't do the blue and pink thing at all. And, you know, it was more like kind of greens and those kind of colours. Did you at least give uh, him like 15% more no, allowance? You no, know, but he ended up wanting to get tractors and she played with dolls. And you go into, you know, it's it's that kind of... Where I would um, feel more ill at ease now is go into any of the toy shops coming up this is toy mm, toy mm, time mm, mm. go into the toy shops and you'll get the blue aisle for boys and the pink aisle for girls and and that's insidious because all of that is about creating a little princess and you know it's princess outfits and it's being the princess or being the celebrity or whatever it is and you know trading on looks as being the key thing that you can offer the world or offer for your future that's where it's insidious and and that's where it needs to be I think they're missing out on having the rainbow oil for for the gay kids have <laughs> 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 that in there my little pony but alright yes. so, yeah, if we can't have man sized tissues are we going to stop with the jolly green giant as well and not have good robust sweet corn anymore Is that, are they going to stop all oh, that I thought the giant oh, would be gender neutral no yeah, the, the giant, jolly green the giant giant's is. okay we got a problem with Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima that's what we got to get oh, rid of okay. like, oh, those all are right. the racist ones okay. <laughs> I feel myself sinking into a quagmire here so let's go to this I've had the same jeans on for four days now I'm gonna go to a disco in the middle of a tower Everybody's dressing up, I'm dressing down Okay, well, uh, Jim uh, said he couldn't really speak with authority in relation to not having kids. I think he will be able to speak with authority on this next topic. How often do you wash yours? An article on Reviewed.com took a deep dive into how often you should wash your clothes. And it might be more than you ever wanted to know. Uh, So for different garments, you have different rules. Apparently, your body produces. Now, That's when you're working, probably. One litre of sweat, 10 grams of salt, 40 grams of grease and sebum, whatever that is, and 10 grams of skin cells. Greasy stuff, I'd say. Yeah, and that is in one day. This is according to the principal scientist, aha, with the Tide, the detergent uh, uh, seller. Funny that. Okay, so my question to you, Jim, is how often would you say the shirt you're wearing, the T-shirt under it? The T-shirt under it, one wear. The t-shirt, the socks, the underwear, anything that touches something that usually gets stinky, you get one wear out of it and that's it. And And would you call one wear a full day? Uh, full day or even just a half a day if it's a Saturday no, and I don't get dressed until 2pm yeah. would you wear a different attire for the evening absolutely maybe? completely and would completely, you wear the completely different same sweatshirt uh, not a different shirt different but I'll, I'll, here's the other thing though when you're performing I kind of like to put on fresh clothes because that's kind of an attitude thing. You know what I mean? You put on a, a fresh shirt and a fresh jacket, okay. and that makes you stand up straighter. And it, it, it it's kind mentally of it goes boost. game time. Yeah. Here we yes. go. Yes. That kind of thing. Here's the th- like jeans. I'm wearing jeans. Bill's wearing jeans. You're wearing jeans. How often do you wash your jeans though? Jeans can. I usually kind of let them go until they can walk themselves to the washing machine. If you know what I what mean. What does that mean? <laughs> it means they they don't fold anymore. They get all stiff. Have you guys ever heard the myth of freezing jeans? 
No. You guys no. know what I'm talking about at all? No. This no. was this was uh, this is peak uh peak Monica boom stuff. Monica Lewinsky throws her dress, but that was for different That reasons. was that oh, was uh, I believe that was the prosecutor <laughs> who demanded that. No, this is uh this is people who've got fancy raw denim jeans and they're worried that when you wash it, you you betray the natural denim fibers and blah blah blah. And they go what you want to do to kill all the microbes in your jeans is to just stuff them in the freezer for 2 days and that'll kill everything that's alive well, in, in your lieu jeans. Of washing. Well, in Mar- lieu Mar- of Mar- washing. In lieu of washing. Exactly. Keep her knickers in the freezer. Really? Marilyn Monroe famously kept her knickers in the freezer. That's what she used to do. I don't know about and, famously. And would she rewear them? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. I, I read it. It was one of Norman Mailer's comments on her. That that's what <laughs> well, she, she did. she didn't wash them. She just <laughs> no, them noted feminist she Norman Mailer. I don't know. Maybe it was just for hot days when she wanted to cool her jets. Oh, yeah. It's like, you when, you, it's like <laughs> when you put your clothes on the heated, heated towel rack but, in the but, Okay, now, right. We, nah, we, we I, I probably should wash my jeans more often than okay. I do. If we're okay. There's nothing as bad as being near somebody who, who has not washed their clothes. Yep. Mm. Because even if they wash their body and then they put clothes on but, over it, it's that stale smell that quickly accentuates. What now, do you do, though? Can you tell them? You ever I, have like a coworker or a friend that shows up somewhere you, stinking? You would, do you say you anything? You would get a week out of socks and jocks, you would you not? Would not. Oh, no, no, a stop. day. But I did it once with a shirt. And I, well, it was a, it was a it was actually a big a woolly jersey shirt. Okay. And I was away filming with a crew, and uh, so you did what exactly? I, I, I put it on on this. We had been running around shooting on the street so uh, in been London. Sweating. You'd been very and active. I'd been sweating. I put it to one side on the uh, uh, and and then I wore it again the next day. Yeah. The only problem was that I hadn't realised how much I'd been sweating the day before, <laughs> and we were filming in the boardroom of Channel Four. And nice. I was the PA, and uh, as I'm following the cameraman around, I become aware that mm. there's a smell, and the board are having this meeting, and I can see people kind of looking. On, I thought, "Is it you? Oh, it's no. me! Oh, it's no. me!" And I ran out the door, and the door slammed, and they had they kept rolling, and it was in a time when you were filming, shooting on film, yeah. and nobody was then making the notes, so we had no <laughs> idea. But I was mortified because I realised it's but, me. But, no, and but I had why, why don't you just get your shirt, stick your nose in it? If there's no smell, wear it. Yeah, but there was no smell. It yeah. was See, as my body heated oh, it right. up yeah. right. that yeah. it was like, you know, I might as well have smeared myself in Parmesan cheese. Right. That kind of, you know, right. awful. This whole conversation is making me paranoid. <laughs> okay. I'm no, sitting here I wondering if I stink. Well, pajamas now. No, How often would you change you uh, to put your sleep in? Sleep, sleep naked. You get a month sleep out of naked. Sleep naked. Who wears pajamas? It's 2018. Do you remember what Robert Redford said to Barbara Streisand when she said, what are you going to wear for the bed scene? And he said, Aramis. <laughs> oh, that's just, uh, yeah, after <laughs> shame. When yeah. I read the, the figures here about you losing nearly a, a litre of, um, of, uh, of sweat, of sweat yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, good, you know, I mean, a, a litre, if you threw a litre of water over yourself, it's a you lot know. of That's right. That yeah, I don't believe all you, this. No, but I actually, I looked it how up. How often would you change the sheets then? If you, if you, if, how often would you, the pyjamas you said? Weekly. Weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. sheets yeah. is weekly, but I've but had arguments with you. Know you get another week out of it. Deirdre's much, always saying we must change the sheets, and I say, no. no do you know how, how much, um, <laughs> how to measure how much sweat that you are, um, you know, oh, because people differ very much. Get yourself naked, get up on the scales and take your, your measurement. Go out and do your hours exercise or whatever it is. Come back on, strip off, weigh yourself. If you've had weight loss, that is actually your sweat loss. Right. Now, if you go wee, forget about that. Yeah, okay. unless yeah. you can measure it, you okay. have to add it okay. back. Okay, we leave that right there. Text us 53106 if you have a national norm in relation to your clothes and how often you change them. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in just a moment.
Welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Well, we are with you till 7 o'clock in the context of the final furlong. My guests today, Bill Hughes, TV producer with Mind the Gap Films, Mairead Lavery, editor, oh, I'm not sure if she's, she's still former editor of Irish Country (laughs) Living, but very busy with the Farmer's Journal and still into all things women, agriculture and all the rest of it. And Jim Elliott, comedian. Uh, Thank you for staying with me. Now, let's go gourmet. Well, what on earth has Ireland come to? Whatever happened to the humble fish and chips, some salt and vinegar? Instead, we have chips, a bit of breaded chicken, a load of salty spices squashed together in a kind of brown bag. It's called the spice bag. And according to Just Eat, it is now Ireland's favourite takeaway. The first time I saw this was, was Christmas last year, and it seems it is really gone gangbusters. So, am I missing a trick? I've never bought a spice bag. I, I don't like chilli and things like that. Mairead, have you ever had a spice bag? No, and I'd never heard about it either. And I did a quick um, check across yeah. the office this morning. and It, it hasn't hit Limerick. No, it hasn't hit most of Dublin either for that matter. Has it not? Because the, the young people in the office who had tasted it didn't rate it. They reckoned it was just basically a stir fry with chips. Um, a uh, good for a hangover, mind you, I was told. Yeah. Uh, but no, I haven't come across it at all. What, what's wrong with, you know, a nice piece of cod and chips yeah. and a little bit of salt and a little bit of lemon wedge on it? That's far better. Or or what came up strongly in the office when I asked them this morning, yeah. um, the, what, uh, Supermax um, chicken and chips. That's that's what you call quality I know, food. But, but the people, when you say in the office, they'd be old ones with the Wellington the, boots on. Oh, very they're agriculture. All te- they're they'd teenagers. They'd want a kind of big feed. Like. No, they're teenagers. They're you know, only to their, have soakage. Soakage yeah. for the well, pints. Well, a bit of soakage is no harm at all. Right. But, and comfort uh, spice food. Bags, and no, late at night. No, no, too spicy altogether. Not really interested. I love I love the way survey in the office becomes <laughs> national norm. Uh, so, so, uh, as probably as much as this is. Uh, uh, um, uh, but is it not the case? Like, you're kind of saying nothing has changed, but if you go into Supermax or going oh, to yeah. th- there's a lot more choice yeah, you'll get there's your pie Caesar, stuff and yeah. there's all sorts yeah, of yeah and there is there is I mean there's more there's, there are there is more choice now I mean I'm a wrong one to be asking here because uh, you're not a convenience food person no I'm not no I go home and make you, it you go for the yes. meat and two veg an hour to I wash do. it to prepare it yeah. another you, hour to you, cook you it I do it very very good Irish stew and you know you can make it on a Friday evening now and you can still be eating it on Sunday and job done one pot dinner that's what you call convenience food. Mm. So is an omelette. See, it's very like reassuring to know the world may be turning upside down, <laughs> inside out, but your stews are continuing. Absolutely. Carry on yeah, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jim, are mm. you, do, you, do you, like, say now you went out for four yep. or five pints or whatever your drink yep. is, or you're on your way home mm-hmm. after the laughter lounge mm-hmm. and you you put, and you were starving. Starving. And it's one in the morning yep. or whatever. What would you go for? Go for a salad, Ivan. I would eat a nice, healthy salad, rutabaga and rocket. Is this thing on? Okay, no. Yes, I would stop uh my thing on the way home is a, is a chicken burger and chips um i can't take the, the spice bags i think are uh disgusting they look disgusting they smell disgusting i know people who swear by them i know people who swear by them but here's the thing when you're going to come out with a national survey and say the the most popular takeaway in ireland is the spice bag 
Nobody in this entire country has ever eaten a spice bag sober. Text me in and prove me wrong. There's okay. no way. So Probably it can't be the number one yeah. dish if nobody ever eats it sober. If it's only drunken food, doesn't that kind of say something about the type of food that it is? <laughs> yeah, but 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 uh, I'm, I'm interested. So it's 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 the chicken burger ah, yeah, rather no. than eh, sometimes I'll go for KFC a, go for a sort of thing. You know the kind I of do, I do a chipper before I do a KFC now. Now I, I just would. I think uh, I so don't know why no I trust interest it more. in a battered sausage. I've had a battered sausage before. I kind of did it just to say that I could do it. Hey, and a hot dog? Right? No. 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 Late night hot dogs? Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Give yeah. it a processed meat. Okay. My doctor tells me I'm not getting enough nitrates in my diet. So yeah, I try to eat like three or four hot dogs a day. What's a nitrate? <laughs> it's something that's very good for you. It's basically like calcium. Right. Hmm. Right, right. <laughs> Bill, reassure me here. <laughs> a big, dirty kebab. There you <laughs> oh, go. Yeah, a donut kebab. But no, but no, yeah. And, and all and the bits and pieces on it. Yeah, please. Thank you very much. But I actually have never had a kebab. But because when that I see spinning them, meat. You, know, you see the way that the, yeah. the yeah. grease is dripping. Just dripping. But it doesn't yeah. look like... Any like it looks like the most. What is in a? It kebab? looks like what you pick off. You know, the you know they say carve it down. Is it lamb or what is it? It's lamb. I mean, maybe it's lamb. Sure, in it inverted is. commas. It's yeah. lamb. Is it lamb squished together? Yeah, it's it's lamb that's been minced and then forced onto this uh, spike that's then roasted, mm. and then it's put with this delicious, uh, creamy uh, garlic sauce and a lovely tomatoey sauce, and then a red cabbage salad on top of it into pita bread. It's fantastic. And would you, would you have chips with that or just no, on its no, own? No, just a kebab. Okay. Just, yeah, geez, the chips. And none me. of you have said Chinese. No. No, used no. to. Used to well, back in the yeah. 80s. Sweet in the sour. 70s. Wasn't that the only thing in that In the 70s when I was in drama school in Birmingham, it would be a vindaloo because Birmingham oh, was right. the home of the vindaloo. Right. Then in the 80s when I came back here, it would have been Chinese. Curry? And then no. uh, Chinese chicken curry. Okay, yeah. Chicken curry and rice. And then... Into the nineties, you know what I happened? Discovered then? the abracadabra kebab, and I just thought, yeah, that's when you I'm know, drunk you know my, only. I would, I, as I, he I, said, I, yeah. I would never eat it sober. Oh my yeah. god! Can, can I? Can I? In terms of my guilty pleasures, um, I I actually like fish on its own without the chips and yeah. a bit of mayo. And I I actually took a walk down Don Leary on Sunday, and I just had I was absolutely delicious. Do you know when it's yeah. done fresh? Yeah, when it's and done. So, but and the batter you know, is really I, have you ever had? In, now you're going to be shocked at this. In McDonald's, they do fillet of fish, and it's got the a fillet bit of, of ma- fish. Yeah, yeah. fillet of fish, a bit of uh, cheese, and a bit of mayo. I think it's very tasty, and you don't feel as if you're you're still starving after it. Like that's your McDonald's no. meal is the fillet of fish. Yeah. Oh wow. Starving, Marvin. I thought I knew you. That's. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> okay. I, the thing, the spice bag. I like I like how you were talking about uh, Bill was talking about the uh, the the sort of every decade there's a new food so it's there Indian yeah. and then it's Chinese. Yeah. Here's what's going to take over for the next millennium: Mexican burritos yeah. are coming so. and they're coming is to conquer the entire country. Is it, nah, your mouth you just burnt. Doesn't have to get it. You can get the salsa verde. It's nice tomato salsa. And that's it's mince, fine. is it? That's yeah. it can it can be it can is be mince. It can be pork. Boo, boo it can, jams it's in have come to Dublin. Yes, boo jams are here. They're not open late enough. If you if there's a person who works in a burrito shop listening to the power of my voice stay open late night you're gonna mop the floor with abracababra if i could get a burrito at two in the morning i'd never set foot in another chipper and surely they're freely available or no no they all the mexican not at that hour they all close here he's right but haven't yeah. crepes become, you know, pancakes, aren't they the big news? Uh, that was a short period. But I mean, they're that really they came popular. And you see and, 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 and all donuts now? Well, donuts. Right. We've reached peak donut. That's right. it, we're out. There's only so many donuts. Right. You, you, but you, you want more savoury than sweet. Absolutely. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Who goes for pints and then says, I want some birthday I was in Glasgow once and somebody told me to get a deep fried steak and kidney pie. 
Oh, Jeepers. Oh my right. <laughs> hey, you know what? You could talk Drunk Jim into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you could sell that to Drunk Jim. Yeah, you could. Right. Okay, okay. <laughs> right, right. I'll never be able to look at some of those foods again after that discussion. Now, Asos, one of the world's leading online retailers, recently launched a new brand of its roster. And within a week, it went out of a whole spectrum of 850 labels. It went straight in at number four. On the website, huge success. Apparently, it's called the collusion line. And the point of difference, the USP, is gender neutrality. It's apparently the ultimate youth label. It features male and female models wearing the same clothing to showcase how flexible both fashion and, therefore, we're back to it, gender norms and expectations associated with it. Uh, Jim, would mm. you do you wear gender-neutral clothes? I didn't think so. And then I flicked through and I looked at the, uh, at the collusion collection. And the collusion collection is big baggy jeans and multi-panel, multi-colored button-down shirts and turtlenecks. This is not gender-neutral clothing. No. This is just somebody in L.A. turned up an old trunk that said Fresh Prince of Bel-Air wardrobe on it. That's all that's going on here. This is the exact same clothes that I was wearing in 1996 in the suburbs. Big baggy pants, tight shirts. Everybody was wearing them. I basically had the same wardrobe as Gwen Stefani. We're both wearing wife beaters and big baggy pants. It's just the cycles coming around again. It's just so funny. Wife beaters. Wife beaters, those tight sleeveless uh, vests. Wife beaters. Yeah. That's what they're called. Yeah. That's it's called. Not, not the I'm just getting, I've it's got this image now of Jim hanging with the homies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> going out skateboarding. And you're yeah. surprised. Can't yeah, wait yeah, to yeah, move yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's that's all it is. This is just He's me. Clothes do you wear a baseball cycles. cap backwards as nah. well, do you? No, nah, not, yeah. not, go uh, not on, at all. Go only, on. Admit, only when I'm admit. playing baseball. <laughs> See, this is the disadvantage of not having an Irish upbringing. Yeah. Well, you, you guys missed clothes. out. Yeah, you guys missed yeah. out on the on the baggy clothes. Yeah. It's just going to come around again. So look, just yeah. if you don't like these clothes, wait six years. Yeah, you can go look, back to your early, flare jeans. Marie, you were telling us, you know, you made a point of your twins from the get go of putting them in the same clothes, the same color, and yeah, for, everything around the yard and, and around they're, home. They're really suffering now in <laughs> confusion uh, as adults. Uh, what, what, what's your take on this? That we should all wear the same thing? Uh, no, no. It's nice to be a bit different. Um, I suppose the big thing about ASOS, it's only established in 2000 and it's something like, you know, the revenue to this, to the end of August, something like two and a half billion. I mean, it's the likes of ASOS that's killing the high street, that's killing, you know, traditional business. Um, they're not on the high street? I, I don't shop no, there. No, they, they, they really, they just I mean, online? it's, yeah, it's a big, it's online ah. is what they're really about. And I, I didn't see anything. You know, it's it's baggy stuff. It's like yeah. when there was the whole army fad that went around and everybody was wearing khakis and big, big, heavy green coats and, and berries or something like that. You, you know, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, the people that marched in the Easter parades. Um, but, you know, kids going to college, they're wearing the same Timberland tracky hoods and they're the same, you know, tracky bottoms. Um, yes, you're I a think, fair. well, it's always been like back to the 70s when the fans of Basie Rollers all you wore, you trimmed all your clothes in tartan and you wore a tartan uh, scarf around your neck and all the boys looked like girls and all the girls looked like boys and that was the way it was. And, and Nicholas Sturgeon is a tra- total um, yeah. hark back to that. And then when you came into the 80s, they were all new romantics. So they all wore loads of makeup and they all wore the collars up and big shoulder pads and everything. And that yeah. was, again, you and looked goth, and you couldn't you make the them the goth out. Then the goths yeah. and you had the punks, the punks prior yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always, it's just, it's just... Maybe it's just a particular use 
youthful expression. Yeah. Like they're well, coming out. And yeah. the, you know. ASOS has just been good at commercialising it and turning yep. it into serious amounts of revenue. It's right. But I mean, it, that's as much to do with the price point. You know, there's nothing over, what, 77 or 78 euro on the site. It's all, it's, you know, it's But well, the, the great thing end. about, you know, old-fashioned blokes like me is you can wear the same jacket or suit and it'll sort of be involved. No, we did. You think this is you about the laundry bill. Charles, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Duke of Dunleary, for heaven's sake. <laughs> all right, well, that brings us to uh, uh, the presidential debate. Mm. Uh, we are on the countdown. Uh, this day next week is polling day, so time is running out. Obviously, it goes without saying uh, that um, the first TV debate and, and, and the next TV debate will probably be instrumental in terms of over 700,000 people tuning in and out of it. Uh, it. It has to say the whole thing has fallen a little bit flat because it's such a one-sided race. But one uh, interview we did during the week, we've interviewed all the candidates except Michael D, is Leonie Reader, the Sinn Féin presidential candidate. She told me uh, during the show that because there was a controversy when she was on RT with Claire Byrne that she would wear the poppy I asked her would she wear the Easter lily Uh, she told me she would she'd wear both have a listen I think it has to be both because if we're talking about that reconciliation and looking for healing on this island that it is about recognising Some would say neither might be safer Well I think For a diplomatic rather than a political role I think it's about having it's a difficult conversation and I can understand how it's difficult for people on all sides but I think as Uchtaran, you're in a unique position to offer that conciliatory platform, if you like, that I can say, look, as Uchtaran, I would wear both. The popular consensus, Bill, is to absolutely dismiss and trash anyone bar Michael D as a, you know, where are they going? What are they thinking of? And so on. Um, do you deviate from that consensus at all? I'm just so sad that no candidate came along who was in my eyes, somebody who could do the, you know, the who I would want rather than Michael D. And I don't want anybody other than Michael D because of... In the this context, yeah. yeah. I mean, there were some people who threw their hat in the ring very early on. I thought, oh, there's somebody I could go for. And then they withdrew very quickly and they were gone. And I thought, oh, no, that's, that's out of it. Do you think they might have stood those prospective candidates if Michael D had just done the one term? In other words, they took a chance to say, you know what, I'll wait, I'll wait. I think possibly, possibly. Yeah. But the whole thing, as you say, has descended into farce and it is now ridiculous. And when one dragon popped in and then oh two God. dragons and now we have no. the Supremes of dragons in there, all three of them. <laughs> and I'm wondering which one of them is Diana Ross. I'm like, God, fellas, come on, come on, come on, come on. And, you know, it's, it, I look at it and I think to myself, what are you doing? Why are you wasting all this money? And, and what's, all what's this the answer effort? to that question? Because they're, they're, whatever you can say about the three dragons in particular, mm. they're, they're, they're not they're not fools. They're not no. deluded in the sense that this is costing real money. And, it, you know, a lot of them have to go back to businesses or go back to careers they had. And they've got to look at, you know, well, if I lose all my, I don't get my expenses back, my 250,000, you know, what was it all about? And, you know, one would have thought that they're consenting adults, they would have given this a bit of thought. Why do you think, do you think it's a, just a massive ego trip? Because they're not yeah, going to win. I do. I think it is a massive ego trip. And I think they're not, they're not seeing that's what it is. And I think they should all watch Fiddler on the Roof and hear Topol sing, If I Were a Rich Man, because that's what it's all about. Jim? Here's the thing. I'm, I can't comment on the 
presidential race because I'm not entirely sure what the president does. Uh, I can't really comment on the poppy because I I can't tell. I thought the poppy was a symbol of the ending of World War One, which I kind of figured everybody'd be behind that. Like even German people would wear poppies just to be like, I know we lost, but thank God that's over. But it turns out it's more of like a symbol for British military blanket. Okay, so all right, so I can see why some people have problems with that. Um, I just don't understand why. I kind of part of me blames Donald Trump for this because now it's because he won. Now you have anybody that's halfway famous and halfway rich and they think I ought to be in charge of everything. I wonder if there's a little bit of the sense of, uh, you know, it used to be you had to earn your way up in politics. You had to dedicate yourself to state service mm. and public service mm. before you could even be considered for something like this. And now you're like, well, I made a pile of money in media. I know how to make businesses run. I better be in charge of the whole country. And the last thing I'll say is that it seems like. And I want to warn you guys, because I went through this in 2016. It seems like one person has an unassailable lead, and none of the business clowns are even close. But you all better get out and vote, because you might get surprised on the day. Right. Yes. So you've just contradicted yourself. Hmm. You're saying it's all over, but it's not over. No, no, I'm saying the sense it is is that it's all over. Yeah. But if everybody takes that for granted, God knows what will yeah. happen on the day. You still got to play the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, look, at the thing about the, the poppy, poppies happen to be my favorite flowers. And I don't for the life of me understand why they have to be worn for the whole month of November in the UK. Um, you know, we have Shamrock, St. Patrick's Day. Shamrock is the symbol of Ireland. It's taken out for one day, shined off and put back in the press again for the other 364. Where do you feel about the presidency now that we're getting to the final furlong? Um, look at, uh, Did anyone Michael catch Lee. your eye other than Michael? Did you, was there anything you heard and said, well, that wasn't no, too well, bad? No, I don't think it was as dirty a campaign as the last one. I okay, thought the it's last not over. Cam- it's not well, over. that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, did, I didn't think it was as, as, as bad-minded. I thought Gavin Duffy is very generous to the other candidates. Um, Peter Casey's standing up there, you know, being the bold boy. And an awful lot of people kind of, you know, they're, they're you know... She's saying yes, maybe he's worth listening to. Um, you know, Joan Freeman, so many people know her. Leo Rita, I think, has done herself a great deal of good. Yeah. Now, enough that's going to depend as if if she's going to beat the, the Sinn Féin vote. And Who's going to be second sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, mm. but I, I think she she's actually done a very good job. And I thought she was very generous in the way she answered that question on the boppy. Um, okay. That she would wear it. And, I'm, and that would go against the grain of, I'd say, 90% of her party. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the last word. My thanks to Mairead Lavery, who's doing some sort of job with the Farmer's Journal and the supplement <laughs> in the middle. Jim Elliott, who you can hear in the Laughter Lounge in coming days and weeks. And Bill Hughes, who is putting a masterful production together at 10 o'clock every uh, Wednesday night with Cutting Edge and Brendan O'Connor's getting all the credit. My thanks to one and all. Mm-hmm. That's your lot from the hard shoulder this week. My thanks to the production team, Mark Simpson, Dan Flanagan, John O'Donnell, Donovan, Elaine Power, Kira Courtney and Steve Daunt. Off the Ball is up next. I'll be back on Monday with another week of The Hard Shoulder. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening. 